Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Janelle. And this is the Murder Mamas. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Another week. Another, Another week. Shit bag to talk about. Another <laughs> shit bag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what's been going on with you? Oh, not much. Yeah. The usual stuff. Work, school. Oh. Or no school for me. School for the kids. Drop off. Yeah. All the fun parts of being an adult. Yeah. Which are not fun. Yeah. I did hear um, something cool. Britney Spears. Did you hear about this? No. She... Uh, signed a fifteen or twenty million dollar book contract Ooh, to tell all. Tell so all. yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. I'm so excited to hear about everything. Right? I don't know if I'll read the book, but I'll listen to all the news about the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to not read the book. I'm excited. I'm about. excited to. No, I'm excited to see what she's gonna say. I wonder who the narrator on yeah. the audible book will be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe her. Maybe. I would like to listen to that. Yeah, if it was her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's a treasure trove of fucked up things she was put through for that many years. I can't even imagine what she went through. I mean, we already know some of it, right? Like the forced birth control. The forced birth control is the craziest thing. I didn't hear about that until like the end or, Mm -hmm. you know, like till recently. Yeah. And, oh my God. I I. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy to think about someone with, like, so much sound mind and, like, Not even, like, sound mind, but just, like, someone with so much celebrity. Yeah. Is, like, the victim of that is, like, crazy to me. Right. It's crazy. It is. And just disgusting all around. Yes, disgusting. Disgusting. Yes. Seems to be a theme of everything we talk yes. about is just disgusting. And we're going to be talking about someone disgusting tonight. <laughs> so, tonight we're going to talk about Carl Eugene Watts, the Sunday morning killer. Coral. Coral. Also known as Coral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Watts is now suspe- suspected to have killed more than 100 people, but it is not confirmed. He mostly went after young white women, but his motive was not to be believed sexual. By the, He was born on November 7th, 1953 in Colleen, Texas to re- Richard Eugene Watts and Dorothy May Young. By the time Carl was two, his parents split up and Dorothy took Carl and moved to Michigan. She worked as an art teacher and visited her mom a lot. Carl loved his grandma and the name Coral. He got the name Coral because his cousins weren't able to pronounce his name correctly because they were in the South. So it's like the cutest. Yeah. Every, not that, but like, right. How people get nicknames Mm -hmm. that stick with them for their entire life. Yes. From... Just people not being able to pronounce, pronounce names. names. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, it is cute. Not for coral. Not for coral though. But also coral. Coral. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop saying coral. In 1961, Carl got meningitis, coral. which is inflammation of the membrane that surrounds the brain and the spinal cord, and is caused by a viral infection. I knew what it was, but, like, I had to look it up, and it just sounds awful. I can't it's imagine. It's horrible. Yeah. It's like I, I didn't it, realize. Yeah, I don't know. It kills really fast, I think, too. Yeah. Like, overnight. Insane. Like people fall asleep with a fever, and then... And then they're done. They're just, like, dead. Yeah. My mom had it as a kid. Wow. 
meningitis. Really? She didn't die, obviously. Oh, yeah. She's from mom, but yeah, she survived it. That's scary. It's like so scary. By the time he was admitted to the hospital, he was diagnosed with meningitis and polio. He missed the third grade because of his stay in the hospital, and his attention span dropped, and so did his grades. I mean, so yeah, I imagine <laughs> you've been in the hospital for a whole year or a whole grade. Yeah, yeah. In 1962, his mom married a mechanic who had six kids of his own, and then they had two more kids. Carl didn't get much attention, so he turned to sports. Well, I mean, it's nine kids. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. That's too many kids. I mean, I'm not going to tell someone how many kids to have in a family, but that's a lot of kids. (laughs) That's a lot of kids. (laughs) That's a lot of kids. He excelled in baseball, football, and track. By the age of 15, he was only reading at a fourth grade level and seemed to have given up on school. Yeah. That's super discouraging. Fourth grade level is not not a good thing at 15. This was also his first run-in with the law. As a paper delivery boy, one morning, for no reason, he attacked a 26-year-old woman by punching her in the face until she screamed and he ran away. Four days later, he was arrested at his home. So, I don't know what that was all about, but... It's like so... I mean, he's, like, obviously testing the waters, right? Like, at 15. Yes. While delivering papers, presumably early morning morning. or, like, daylight hours. It's, Uh like, and someone so much older than him, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a really ballsy move to test the waters with, it feels like, to me. Me too. On September 2nd, 1969, Carl was taken to Lafayette Mental Clinic in Detroit. When he was evaluated, he said he felt better after having dreams of beating and killing women. The doctor recommended outpatient treatment. So, I'm sorry, but <laughs> if someone says that they have dreams of beating and killing women, I'm going to recommend inpatient treatment. <laughs> I mean, psych evaluation, 72-hour sh- hold, I don't know. For sure, but also the fact that he says he feels better That's after better. he fantasizes yeah. about that. Like, it's not even that he's just doing that, mm-hmm. but it makes him feel good. Yeah. Like, it's releasing, I don't know, serotonin and, like, all of those feel-good hormones. Like, Mm -hmm. that, to me, is the most troubling (laughs) of all of that, (laughs) aside from the The, outpatient treatment. Yeah. When he was 19, he barely graduated high school, but went on to Lane College to drop out after only three months. He moved back to Detroit with his mom and got a job as a mechanic. At 20, he enrolled in Western Michigan University. He was studying engineering, but eventually slacked off in class. I mean, I so. commend him for, like, trying yeah. to better himself through right. higher education. It's true. It's true. He tried, but he just couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, he was still it. reading at a fourth grade level. It's kind of hard to go into college at a fourth yeah. grade level. I mean, I I don't think I could do that. No, there's no way. Not a chance. No. On October 25th, Carl knocked on Lenore Konetsky's door and asked for a Charles. When Lenore turned her back, Carl slipped in and attacked her. He choked her until she passed out, and then he left. Is a Charles like a person, a place? Charles is a person, I'm assuming. He asks for a Charles a lot in in a lot of these cases. I wonder why he picked the name Charles. I'm not sure. Like what significance Charles has. Yeah, I don't know. And not a coral. Coral. (laughs) 
I'm not sure. <laughs> Five days later, a 19-year-old mother and student Gloria Steele was murdered. She was stabbed 33 times in the chest with a wooden carving tool and had a crushed windpipe. One woman saw a black man going up the stairs asking for a Charles. The police could not do an investigation because someone had moved the body. So I guess a lot of people were like walking around and just touching and moving the body. So the police had nothing to go on. Or in the 70s? Yeah. and it's, Of course. I mean, the there's 70s. not. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it's just, of course we're in the 70s. Of course we're in like, the 70s. Yeah. When you read about this stuff enough, like it's. Always the 70s. Always the 70s. And before. Yep. It's just the most shoddy police work. And you think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, we had police work all the way back, I mean, when? 1700, 1600? I mean. Well, America wasn't a thing yet. But no, but. <laughs> yes. No, but around the world. And <laughs> they had, I'm sure they had some sort of policing. And so you think it. Had get better by the time that we enter 1970 is all For real. And it's like, the more we do these, like the last one, Moxley. Yeah. It's like the same. Yeah. People just letting dogs lick grass and yeah. lick a body. Like, what? Yeah, I know. It's insane. What? Insane. What? 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 And what? All, I mean, if we want to talk about what you talked about with how many times she was stabbed. And yeah. And that it's a wooden carving tool. That's that's a weird like one. So strange. Yeah, it's such a, a strange weapon to choose. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ugh. In November of 1974, Carl knocked on an apartment manager's home and asked for a Charles. When she replied, "Nobody was there by that name," Carl forced his way into the apartment. Her phone rang while the. Two were fighting, so she knocked it off the hook and screamed. So smart. Yes. That's so smart. So smart. Also, just as a reminder, never answer your door. No. If you don't know who's there. Ever. 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 I never answer my door. I... My dogs don't let me get to the door. <laughs> they don't. Fact. <laughs> Carl ran off, but Diane Williams looked out her window and noticed Carl getting into a Tam Pontiac Grand Prix. A lineup was put together, and both Williams and Konatsky identified Carl. On November 16, 1974, Carl was arrested and charged with assault and battery for both cases. He admitted to attacking 15 women, but denied anything to do with Gloria Steele. His, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like, he's admitting yeah. already to attacking 15 Fifth people. We've talked about one person. Right, but he's yeah. not going to admit to killing... No, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Let's take a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. This is what we know, mm -hmm. right? Like, from all of the research and what's yep. available. Yeah. Like, but he's already saying, like, no, it's so many more people so many than, more. like, what you know about, but not her. Yeah. Exactly. That's just like, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. His attorney arranged for Carl to commit himself to the Kalamazoo State Hospital, where it was learned he was said to have killed two women by choking them. The doctor diagnosed Carl with an antisocial personality disorder. During this time, the Detroit police got a search warrant for his house. They found wooden carving tools, but nothing to tie him to Gloria's murder. I mean... Yeah. So, like, not a murder weapon, but, like, the exact... Not the murder weapon, I guess. But, but like... He had wooden, yeah, same type of tools. So, I don't know what... (sighs) Yeah. Was there even forensic science not in the really. 70s? I mean, not really. I think a little little tiny bit. I feel like I should know this. Yeah. It's yeah, not. this is a research topic. <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in that one. Yeah, we should do that. And, like, I mean, there has to be some sort of science, right? Right. I just keep thinking, I know it's unrelated to this case, but I just keep thinking of the coroner in Moxley's case who's like, I guess 10 p.m. because that's yeah. when the dogs barked. The dogs were barking. What? Yeah. Noise was outside. 10 p.m. Also kind of amazing to think how far we've come yeah. in 50 years, right? That's true. That like, is true. We've come a I long guess. way. I guess there is some positive. There is. Maybe not police-wise, but yeah. definitely science-wise. Science-wise, yes. <laughs> Prior to his trial, Carl was evaluated, and the examining doctor described Carl as dangerous, and he would most likely attack again if he was out on the streets. Ding, ding, ding. Carl <laughs> pled no contest and was released from jail one year later because reasons reasons I, just, I hate it I hate it so much I hate it he moved back home with his mom and hooked up with the child friend hood friend Dolores Howard and got her pregnant from June to October 1978, about five attacks on women in the Detroit area were reported. The same MO happened each time. The woman would wake to a man standing over them with his hand over the, their mouths, breasts, or genitals. I'm done. Yeah. I am tapping out. Yeah. I'm done. I, the nightmare fuel that that gives me mm-hmm. to have someone standing over my bed is... While you're sleeping and you're just, you're defenseless. I... That's the worst. I would rather be murdered. Like, I... I, Yeah. I can't... I... It's... (sighs) I know. It just scares me. I know. That's why you get dogs. Well, I have dogs. (laughs) But still, like, the stalking and, like, the that side of it is, like, to me, just so icky. It's it's so bad. Yeah. It's really creepy. When Carl was 25, his daughter was born, but he disappeared from her life pretty quickly. She's probably lucky. So, yeah, she is probably lucky. This is when the Sunday morning slasher emerges. In April 1980, police were called to Shirley Small's home. She had been attacked and cut with an instrument resembling a scalpel. She bled to death on a sidewalk next to her house. Next was Glenda Richmond, 26. She died from over 28 stab wounds. A 20-year-old woman, Rebecca Greer, died outside her home from 54 stab wounds. In October 1979, a 22-year-old female was found strangled in the front yard of a neighbor of her boyfriend. On October 31st, a 44-year-old woman was found stabbed 13 times outside of her home. December 1st, a 36-year-old woman was stabbed 12 times. A man named Joseph Foy witnessed her murder and gave police a sketch who looked just like Carl. 
So that's like what six murders yes. in nine months, <clears throat> right? Yep. April to December. Stab- oh, eight stabbing. months. And different stabbings, but like so personal, so excessive. Fifty-four, yeah. thirty-one, like yeah. so many stab wounds. Right. And and he didn't know any of these people. And again, in the morning. Yeah. Like on a Sunday. <laughs> what? Usually. Yeah. I need to, I mean, I need to know, like, a motive. Like, what? I know. I know. On May 23rd, 1982, Watts broke into the apartment of Lori Lister and Melinda Aguilar in Houston. As she arrived home from work, he choked Lister into unconsciousness under the stairs below the apartment. He then entered the apartment and began to choke Aguilar as well. Aguilar fiend unconsciousness while Watts tied her into the bathroom and started filling the bathtub, preparing to drown her. Very smart. Yes. To pretend to be unconscious. Yes. Very, I've very always smart. thought that too. Like, very smart. I wonder what part of Houston. Houston's a big place. Houston is a big place. I don't know. I didn't see. Like Southside or? I'm not sure. I wonder. I wonder. While Watts was preoccupied with Lister, Aguilar was able to slip free and jump out the window to seek help. Lister was rescued and Watts was later arrested after fleeing the scene. While in custody, police began to link Watts with the recent murders of a number of women. So they're getting there. They're coming down. Until early 1981, he had lived in Michigan, where authorities suspected him of being responsible for the murders of at least 10 women and girls. Watts was previously questioned about the murders in 1975, but there had not been enough evidence to convict him. At that time, Watts had spent a year in prison for attacking a woman who survived. So all these people he's attacked and killed, he spent a total of two years in prison so far? Yeah. Two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm shaking my head. You can't see me. No, yeah, she, shaking she is shaking head her head. Yes. <laughs> Prosecutors in Texas did not feel they had enough evidence to convict Watts of murder. So in 1982, they arranged a plea bargain. If Watts gave full details and confessions to his crimes, they would give him immunity for the murder charges, and he would instead face a charge of burglary with intent to murder. This charge carried a 60-year sentence. He agreed with the deal and promptly confessed in detail to 12 murders in Texas. However, Michigan authorities refused to go on on the deal, so the cases in that state remained open. So he's serving 60 years in Texas? For Texas. Okay. But Michigan refused to do that, so... They want to get him on all the murders. Would they, like, at the end of the 60-year sentence, would they send him to Michigan? Probably. To be, like, tried or whatever? Yeah. I would think so. Watts later claimed that he had killed 40 women, and he also implied that there were more than 80 victims in total. He would not confess outright to having committed these murders, however, because he did not want to be seen as a, quote, mass murderer. (laughs) Police still consider Watts a suspect in 90 unsolved murders. So yeah. I'm sorry, Coral, but uh, Coral. admitting to 12 murders is still a mass murder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like these guys, like yes, whatever, yeah. um, serial killers, like they always have these weird, like the strangest, just moral compasses, where like. Mm-hmm. They're okay with doing X, Y, and Z, but, like, oh, not that one thing, because that is just awful. Right. You know, like, Israel Keys, like, wouldn't 
kill kids, I think. But yeah. it's like everyone, someone's he had a daughter. Kid. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he had a daughter. Yeah. And so then he wouldn't do anything. Right. But, like, that 20-year-old is someone's yeah. daughter. Right. I, yes, I agree. It's all very strange. It is. Watts, and interesting. <clears throat> Watts was sentenced to the agreed 60 years. However, shortly after he began serving time, the Texas Court of Appeals ruled that he had not been informed that the bathtub <laughs> and water he attempted to drown Lori Lister in was considered a deadly weapon. The ruling was reclassified him as a nonviolent felon, making him eligible for early release. I am so outraged. I'm, yeah. I don't understand. The the bathtub you were filling up to murder someone with is it's considered, considered violent. Violent. Uh, yeah, like, violent crime. Yes. You don't need to be told that. I don't know why it would have to be that again. At the time, Texas law allowed nonviolent felons to have three days deducted from their sentence for every one day served as long as they were well behaved. Watts was a model prisoner and had enough time deducted from his sentence that he could have been released as early as May 9, 2006. The law allowing early release was abolished after public outcry, but could not be applied retroactively according to the Texas Constitution. In 2004, Michigan Attorney General Mike Cox went on national TV asking for anyone to come forward with information in order to try to convict Watts of murder to ensure he was not released. Joseph Foy, <clears throat> excuse me, the man that we talked about early, um, came forward to say that he had seen a man fitting Watts' description murder Helen Ducher, a 25-year-old woman who died after being stabbed 12 times December 1st, 1979. Boy identified Watts by his eyes, which he described as being evil and devoid of emotion. Although Watts had immunity from prosecution for the 12 killings he had admitted to in Texas, he had no immunity agreement in Michigan. Before his 2004 trial, law enforcement officials asked the trial judge to allow the Texas confessions into evidence to which he agreed. Have you ever seen someone with, like, uh, dead eyes? Or, like, I call them serial killer eyes? Oh, yeah. It's, like, creepy. It's a thing. It's creepy. It's definitely a thing. Like, when you know, you know, too. You know? I don't know if I've ever known, like, a serial killer, but, like... No. There's something about... You can just tell. Yeah. It's Like, something sinister behind someone's eyes. Evil, yes. So, I feel you, Foy. (laughs) Also, good job coming forward yeah. after so many years, you know? Yeah, like it's true. So many, I feel like so many people could be like, that's not my problem. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's good. That's true. Watts was promptly charged with the murder of Helen Ducher. A Michigan jury convicted him on November 17th, 2004, after hearing eyewitness testimony from Joseph Foy. On December 7th, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Two days later, authorities in Michigan started making moves to try him for the murder of the Western Michigan University student, Gloria Steele, who was stabbed to death in 1974. She was the one with the wood stake, right? Yeah. Okay. Watts' trial for the Steele murder began in Kalamazoo, Michigan on July 25th, 2007. Closing arguments concluded July 26th. The following day, the jury returned a guilty verdict. Watts was sentenced to life imprisonment without the parole 
on September 13th. He was incarcerated as a maximum security prison in Iona, Michigan. He died of prostate cancer on September 21st, 2007 in a Jackson, Michigan hospital. I hate that he didn't have to serve out that full sentence. Yeah. You know? He should have. I know. But... Dying of prostate cancer couldn't have been hard or easy. Easy. <laughs> couldn't have been too hard. Couldn't have been That's too hard. I mean, yeah. Extremely insensitive. <laughs> I know. I know you didn't mean it. Um, also, that's a really quick uh, trial. Yeah. Over you know. A day. A day. Yeah. And then the jury comes back that fast. Yeah. Like. Guilty. I'm su- it's just, to me, it seems surprising, like, what evidence they had then that they didn't have before. Right. You know? Well, right. it's 2007 and not 1974 anymore. So, there yep. goes the chair. There goes the chair again. <laughs> Always. I have my leg pushed against it. And I go from top to bottom. <laughs> All right. My sources that I used here were in Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and SlidePlayer.com. What is SlidePlayer? I don't know. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> but that's the website that said so. I hated that. Yeah. So. I hated that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can find us on all the socials. Everyone. On every single one at the Murder Mamas. And you can email us at the Murder Mamas at gmail.com. To suggest any stories or cases. cases or if you just want to say hi. And all the socials is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Yep. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. The whole thing. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.